Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. The thing to understand, Shauna, is that most people fail with their goals. And I would see, I would say that most people are actually reactive instead of proactive when they set their goals. And this is a big thing to understand because if you are not proactive when setting your goals, it's going to be really difficult to achieve those goals because setting goals is truly the way to actually be proactive with your future as well. It is setting up your future. That's the cool thing about setting up these goals. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life and is made to last. Plus, with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. And it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. 
That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code WA23. Happy New Year, my friend. Oh my gosh, can you believe it is already 2023? That just sort of blows my mind. But before we dive into this episode, I just really want to send a sincere thank you for listening to the show, Everyone's Talking Money, and really being a part of this community. I could not do what I do without you. You are the reason that I keep coming back. We are entering into our eighth year of this show, which again, just completely blows my mind. And so I just want to send sincere gratitude to you and also let you know that I am so super pumped for this year. We've got so many amazing things coming, uh, amazing shows, amazing guests. I am going to be releasing my first book, which I will be telling you all about in upcoming episodes, an exciting course, lots of fun live events. So it's going to be a great year, and I am so excited for you. So I thought that since it was beginning of the year, I thought it would just make sense to really set it off with a bang and get you set up to start knocking out all of your amazing goals. Now, you and I both know that it is so easy to set these goals, but super, 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 super hard <laughs> to actually achieve them. Between your mind, just really talking you out of the possibility to achieve a goal and factors in life that we can't control like the economy, it can just feel like you're swept up in this tornado and you can't quite find your footing. But let's change that. I am super excited about this year again, and I am super excited about all of the goals and all of the things that you want to do. So I am dedicating 2023 to help at least a million listeners Unf your relationship with money so you can find more peace and really start living a life on your terms. That brings us to this episode. Andrew Giancola, he's the host of the Personal Finance Podcast, and I decided it would be fun to do a crossover episode talking about how to achieve your goals. Finally. So when everyone's talking money, Andrew is here sharing his daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly money routine system to jumpstart your goals and a really important lesson that should free you up a bit when you start to think about your goals. Andrew says, failure is a part of setting goals. No one is perfect when it comes to goals, but as long as you get closer to the goal, you're going to feel happier or more fulfilled and lower your stress and anxiety. So now is the time to set big goals, start dreaming, and break them down into small, actionable steps. I love that. Okay, what do you think? Are you ready to make 2023 your best year and really start, you know, going from dreaming about these goals to bringing them into life? So this is an exciting two-part episode. Andrew's going to be on our show in this episode, and then later this week, I'm going to be on his show, and we're going to be talking all about money story and mindset and all the behind-the-scenes things that get in the way of achieving your goals. So let's start talking. Well, Andrew, I am so thrilled to have you on Everyone's Talking Money. We're doing a real fun kind of crossover episode thing between your podcast, personal finance podcast, and mine. So thanks so much for being here. Shauna, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this cross promo. I think this is going to be so much fun. We've got a lot that I want to talk about. We're obviously in a new year and everybody kind of thinks a little bit differently about the new year. We know what happens, right? We have all these like big, lofty, big things we want to do, commitments to ourselves. But then I don't know about you, but this happens to me too. Like somewhere around like late January, those all just go by the wayside. And I know there are so many books and podcasts and blogs all about setting goals, but I really think when it comes to money goals, like the odds are even greater that we're going to make all these promises we don't keep. <laughs> so we're doing this fun like two-parter thing. And on my show, we're really breaking down uh, you know, how you practically set and achieve goals. So I just want to start there, Andrew. Like, why do we all fall into this trap of, of setting goals that we actually don't keep? Like, what's going on? 
Absolutely. And the thing to understand, Shauna, is that most people fail with their goals. And I would see, I would say that most people are actually reactive instead of proactive when they set their goals. And this is a big thing to understand because if you are not proactive when setting your goals, it's going to be really difficult to achieve those goals because setting goals is truly the way to actually be proactive with your future as well. It is setting up your future. That's the cool thing about setting up these goals. So what we need to figure out is what things do we want to accomplish and how can we get there? So we need to figure out how to actually set goals so we can achieve them. And it comes down to truly one thing. And the one thing that people miss here is that they don't create systems to be able to achieve those goals. And if you have a goal without a system, it's truly just a wish. You're just wishing for something to happen. But if you don't have those systems in place where you can take those action steps, then you are not going to be able to achieve those goals. The likelihood of you achieving those goals is very, very slim. So I have a bunch of systems that I love to put in place. And once I started to implement these systems, I stopped failing so much when it came to my goals. Now, a lot of times, a lot of us are still going to fail. Sometimes I set goals that are too big or audacious. But at the same time, having these systems in place ensured that I was going to hit these goals and get much closer to hitting these goals as well. So really what I truly like to do early on every single year around this time, we're about to do it this week, is my wife and I will go to a lunch every single year and we'll have this goal meeting. And when we have this goal meeting, it's not a fancy place. It's just a place where we can casually hang out and set some of our big goals. And when we set up these big goals, one big thing that we do is figure out, hey, what are the big audacious goals that we want to achieve? And how do we break those down into small chunks so that we can go out and try to achieve those goals? And so we have a three-year vision typically that we set up for these goals. And one big example was when I was 22 years old. I wanted to have my first $100,000 saved up by the time I was 25. So I had this three-year vision in place. I just had to set up the systems so that I could achieve this three-year vision. So then we break it down from one year to quarterly to, to monthly to weekly and then daily actions. And so we put those into something called a money routine, which which we can talk about. And having these set up where you can have daily actions to go towards achieving your goals is how you can ensure that you're not going to fail with your goals throughout the year. Having these daily actions is going to help you get from point A to point B. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be money. It could be fitness. It could be health. It could be relationships. But everything should be broken down so that you're actually working on it day in, day out, or week in and week out. I really like a lot of what you said. And I was kind of thinking when you were talking about this idea of systems, like that we really need a system in order to make our our goals come to life. And I'm I'm almost like imagining somebody listening, like kind of cringing (laughs) the idea of like, oh my gosh, now I need like like a system. Like it's hard enough for me to uh, deal with my money or want to focus on it. Do you think that word system just kind of like triggers something in our brains where we're, because I'm almost thinking, you know, uh, just if I if I was listening, I'd be like, oh man, now I got to have a system for for my goal. Like this is just getting more and more complicated. So like, how do we wrap a, a mindset around it so we can really see the system as something that is going to help propel us forward and not something that's just going to be like another chore. For sure. And system is kind of a scary word for a lot of people. If you're not type A like I am, (laughs) then systems are something you want to run away from as far as you possibly can. And I think this is one big thing that a lot of people need to understand because your psychology comes into play when you utilize some of these words as well. So really what you got to think through is what are some of the things that I can put into my routine that are somewhat easy? This doesn't have to be a difficult thing. It doesn't have to be something that's really, really hard. It could be something where it's just a couple minutes a day. And a couple minutes a day can truly change your life. And that's the amazing thing with your money is it doesn't take a ton of effort to really make leaps and bounds towards building wealth. It just takes really small steps. And what are those really small steps to get to that point? There's a bunch of studies that have been done for folks out who want to achieve a goal, for example, and say, for example, you want to floss your teeth and you don't floss your teeth enough, but you want to floss every single day. Well, the cool thing is you can start with just flossing one tooth every single day in between one tooth every single day. And that has shown where people just start to make these small little steps that they are actually going to end up doing a lot more than they anticipated early on because they're taking that small step. So the systems that we put into place 
the system, the systems that we put into place or the routines that we put into place are really starting at that point, making it really, really simple for you to start to make progress towards your goals. And once you see that small progress, you say, hey, this is really easy and this could absolutely change my future. And so just making that small mindset shift is going to be something that can truly change the way you see your life and your goals every single year. So then before you know it, you're going to have the whole mouth lost. <laughs> You're going to make your dentist exactly. very happy. <laughs> exactly. And those studies showed that where they would have people just do one tooth at a time. And all of a sudden they were doing their whole mouth within a week. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's powerful stuff. And I, I want to back up just a minute. And this may seem like a really obvious question, but I like to really, you know, ask the obvious questions. Why, why do you think setting goals is so important, especially when it comes to our money in the first place? Like, why does any of this actually matter? This truly matters because it sets yourself up to be successful throughout your year. And the biggest thing here is, especially if you want to have the life that you've always dreamed of, where financial goals are truly just figuring out what your values are. What are your values and what do you want your dollars to do so that you can live the life that you want? And that's the amazing thing about financial goals or any goals in general is that it helps you align with your values. And I truly believe that building wealth is so that you can take those dollars and put those dollars towards things that you want out of life. Maybe you want freedom in life. It's going to allow you to have that freedom. Maybe you want to spend more time with your family. It's going to allow you to spend more time with your family. Maybe you want to travel the world. Those dollars are going to help you get to that point where you can travel the world. And so what they do is they help us figure out what our values are and put those dollars towards our values. In addition, they bind us to reality. And what I mean by that is they allow us to think through what do we actually want? Because most people don't sit down and say, hey, this is what I want. I'm going to list it out and I'm going to figure out what I want with my life and I'm going to put action steps towards actually going out and doing that. Most people don't really think through that stuff. So it actually binds us to reality and they help us push further to and they help us push further to the next step. So there was a book a long time ago, and you can think whatever you want about Grant Cardone. I think there's a lot of things I disagree with him about, but he had a book called The 10X Rule. And what he would do is he would set goals 10 times greater than what he actually thought he would achieve. And most of the time he would fail with those goals, but he would get a lot farther along than if he just set the mm. standard goal that he had for, for himself there. So what they do is they help push you further to get to places that you want to get to that much faster as well. So this is incredibly important just so you can get to the things that you value in life and you can put your dollars towards those things. Yeah. I, I kind of speaking about that. You're talking about sitting down at lunch with, with your wife and kind of writing out this plan and coming up with these like big audacious goals and what you just shared about grant and like kind of thinking, you know, 10 X my goal. How do we change our thinking? Like if we're, you know, maybe we're someone who like we've just been in like the paycheck to paycheck kind of mode and we have these big goals, but they feel way too big and lofty. How do we get our brains to be okay with like writing something down that feels really big and maybe almost a little bit un unattainable? The cool thing about goals, and one thing a lot of people need to understand here, is that failure is kind of part of this thing. It is part of setting goals. You're going to fail. Nobody is perfect when it comes to goals. But you want to set the goals that you want in life, and then you take the steps to get there. Now, you're not going to get there every single time. But what you can do is, as long as you get closer to that goal, you're going to be so much more happy. You're going to be more fulfilled. You're going to lower your stress and anxiety, potentially, if you can get to that point. So thinking through this and trying to wrap your brain around it can be very difficult at the beginning. Beginning. So that is why it is so incredibly powerful to make these big goals and have these goals in place because this is the dreaming session. You're dreaming through what you really want out of life, but then breaking it down into small, actionable steps. Maybe the step is just as small as maybe I need to save my next $100 this month. Well, if you're saving your next $100 this month, you are one step closer to that big financial goal that you're trying to get to. And making those steps and getting one step closer is the key to all of this. So setting the big goals is the, the most important thing only because you can then break it down closer to your daily actionable steps. And that's what I absolutely love about goal setting is you can have these big, crazy, huge goals. And really, if you have steps to get there, you can achieve anything in life. I know a lot of times people will say this where uh, teachers, for example, may over overstate that you can achieve anything in life, but you truly can if you can break it down into steps and take those steps each and every day that are actionable chunks. And what I like is it's with a goal, right? You ha you have something you're going towards. Like you have a a forward momentum, even if you don't 
actually hit that big goal. It was interesting. My husband and I were talking because uh, this year, 2023, we'll celebrate our 10 year wedding anniversary. And I was like, I, you know, I want to, I want to go somewhere. I haven't really traveled a whole lot since the pandemic. And I, I really want to go somewhere. I want to go to Europe. I have come an idea of what I want to do. And the other day he was like, well, why, like, why does it matter to you if we plan for this or we don't plan for it? Like, if we're a little bit more spontaneous or not? And I'm like, well, if I have the the goal and kind of the big lofty vision of what I want to do, where I want to go, we can start mapping out the steps. But for me, it's like I've got a target that I'm shooting at. It also gives me. You talked about a little bit about like the mental health side. It also gives me a little bit of you know, it's like something to look forward to. And I think really switching the, the or flipping the switch, I should say, on your goals and thinking about them from that perspective, like the perspective of possibility, I think it becomes really exciting, at least, at least in my brain. Absolutely. And a lot of times for me, when I did not set these goals this way, to reduce my stress and anxiety, the big thing was I felt like I was just kind of drifting in open water. Like I didn't really know where I was going. And then once you set these in place, all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, I am taking steps towards this really cool goal <laughs> that I want to do. And it's just so incredibly empowering when you start to do this. And honestly, it just makes you feel better about how you are approaching your finances. Because a lot of times that as we know with our finances, if we're just trying to figure it out as we go, or if we're letting things happen instead of being you know, proactive with our money, then a lot of times what we're doing is we're just creating more stress on ourselves instead of just seeing, you can see clearly where you're going with these goals and you have them set up and then it kind of melts the stress away. I love it. Okay. I, I want to get more into the the practical steps here between behind the money routine system so that so that we can really have like a good framework kind of going forward. So I, I think it let's just start with like daily, our daily routines first. Like tell me a little bit, Andrew, like what do these look like? What should we be doing on a daily basis? Absolutely. So the money routine is one of the most powerful and important things. And the reason why is this creates something where you can take these daily actionable steps that we've been talking about this entire time. So you have all these big goals. How do you break them down into daily steps? So for me, one of the big ones is I review my goals every single day. Now, this sounds like it may be something you don't want to do, but really, truly, and scientifically, this really will help you achieve your goals. And there have been a bunch of studies done where people who actually review their goals every single day are much more likely to achieve those goals. And so what I do is I put my goals in a spreadsheet. You can put them wherever you want. You can put them in your phone or your notes app. And I put them in a spreadsheet. And the reason why I put them in a spreadsheet is because I also time block in a spreadsheet. So for me, every single day, I list out the things I'm going to do that day in a time block. But I also have my goals in place on the same in the same spot. And the reason for this is because I can choose some of my goals and put them into my day so that I can achieve some of those goals. But the way that I have this set up is I'll list out some of my big goals. Say, for example, I want to work out six times a week. Well, if I want to work out six times a week, I just put a little bit of a little check mark each and every day right next to that goal to see how many times that I work out that week. And this is going to help me when I review my goals on a weekly basis as well. But then I can see, hey, I don't want to break the chain. I've worked out six days a week for months now. I don't want to break this chain. I want to continue to keep doing this. So it's a really cool way to kind of trick your brain into staying consistent because consistency is key when it comes to setting some of these goals. And then I'll have another goal. Maybe it's a relationship goal where I want to tell my wife I love you every single day. So I'll check that off. I even break things down that simply. Um, Or maybe it's a money goal. So maybe I want to go out and I want to invest Uh, you know, X amount of dollars every single month. So we check these off to make sure that we have these goals in place. And so daily, I review these goals. The second thing I do every single day, and this is for me, it just made everything so much easier, is I budget daily. Now, that may sound like the worst thing in the world for you. But for me, what happens is this only takes me one to two minutes a day, and I categorize all of my things that I spent money on the day before or my family spent money on the day before. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. And we can actually see where our dollars are going. It helps me prioritize my dollars so that I can see them and see exactly what my dollars are doing and making sure they're going towards the things that I want. And so between these two things, it takes me two to five minutes to do those two things. And it makes a massive world of difference. So the first thing I do when I sit down at my desk is do those two things, get them over with. And it is one of the most powerful things for my money for the long term that I've ever done. I think there's there's two things uh, that I that I'm thinking about as you're talking. One, I read this study. I don't know exactly the source, but I know that it is quoted many many places. That there's something like if you if you write down your goals, you're like nine times more likely to achieve them than somebody who doesn't. And it's this you know it's the science of really getting it out of your head, getting it on paper, and then what you're doing every day, which is brilliant, is you're looking at them. So they're constantly just kind of flowing through your brain. But I'm wondering, you know, like how often do you shift your goals? Like let's say maybe you set a goal and you decide, okay, this this no longer is maybe something that's important to me or you come up with a new goal. Do you just on that kind of daily basis like recorporate a goal in or maybe move one off? 
Absolutely. So when I'm looking day to day, I can kind of make these shifts. And sometimes what I also do is every quarter, which is, you know, every three months, we also will look at these goals and say, hey, are these too big? Are we even close to hitting these goals? If they are too big, we kind of dial them back a little bit. Or if they're not lofty enough, then we'll increase the intensity on them as well. Now, this sounds like a lot of different words that a lot of people don't really want to (laughs) do. What I'm really doing here is just adjusting these goals to make it easier or more difficult so I can actually get one step further, specifically when it comes to financial goals. I love doing this because you can say, hey, maybe I didn't think I could actually do this, but I'm actually ahead and I'm way past where I thought I was going to be. So when you do this, it's going to allow you to actually take that next step. And maybe you get past that goal and you're going to say, for example, you want to max out your Roth IRA, for example. And so you're getting to the point where you are saving more dollars than you thought you could, and you're even past maxing out your Roth IRA, and you can take a couple extra dollars as well and put them into a brokerage account or a 401k or whatever you want to do. This is the amazing, powerful thing that you have by looking at these goals every single day and making adjustments. You're going to have to make adjustments with your goals because it is impossible to set the perfect goal at the beginning of every single year and know exactly what's going to happen. Life happens to all of us, and a lot of things can happen. Maybe your car breaks down, for example, and you can't save as much that month, and which is going to impact how much you can save by the end of the year. We're going to have to make these adjustments and roll with the punches. And when you do this, just understand mistakes happen and nobody has perfect goals. I like that. I like that permission slip because I this feels... It feels like something that's a little bit more attainable for me and I, hopefully for everyone listening. And so I really like this, love this approach. So we move from daily to weekly. And I love that you say weekly routines. This is where the cheddar meets the bank account. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. So t- t- tell us more about this. Like, tell us more about the these weekly goals or weekly. I should so weekly, my weekly goals. Sure. So so my weekly routines are more so figuring out where my dollars are going. And the budget does that every single morning. But this is the big picture of figuring out what I need to do with my dollars next. So the first thing I do, and this is just for my peace of mind, this reduces my stress, this reduces my anxiety with money, is I pay off my credit cards weekly. There's no reason I do that outside of just reducing my stress and anxiety so that these credit cards don't build up. So for me, I like to put a lot of uh, my bills on my credit cards to get rewards points so that I can travel. Travel's one of my big priorities. And so making sure that I pay off those cards weekly and my wife pays off her card weekly as well just reduces my stress and anxiety. This is a perfect example of doing things that are going to fit your lifestyle that are going to reduce stress because money should not be there to increase your stress. It should be there to reduce your stress, reduce your anxiety. So doing some of these things is really going to help you. So I pay those cards off weekly. I look at those statements, just make sure everything lines up with the budget. This takes me three to four minutes. So that is the first thing I do. The second thing I do is make sure that we are being, you know, paid from either my wife works a a job. I have businesses. My wife works a job. So we're looking at our bank accounts, making sure we're getting paid. And then in addition, we are going through a lot of different things, Um, making sure that, you know, our invoices are out there for for the business or making sure we're getting paid in different in different sections as well. So there's a lot of different things that we are doing here. We can break this down further. Um, but the big thing is just the big picture. Are we getting paid and who do we have to pay? Yeah, let's let's dive into that a little bit more because, you know, I want to throw maybe some thoughts out to everyone who is an entrepreneur or self-employed who's listening and you know, we're not getting that regular two weeks or every month that that steady paycheck. And we're really having to, you know, stay on top of invoices and, and factor our money maybe a little bit different because, you know, some months we might make more and some months we might make less. So, you know, do you have any suggestions for us, Andrew? Like, how do we stay on top of those outstanding invoices or who actually needs to pay us so that we we have the money in there to kind of flow in whatever direction we need it to go? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the key here is I had to set this up on my calendar weekly because even as a finance person, I hate doing this stuff. (laughs) I don't love doing this stuff. And so for me, one of the big things was just setting this up as a routine so that I know, okay, I'm going to do this once a week. I'm not going to make it painful where I have to do this every single day. And I'm going to go through this process and make it as short as possible where I don't have to do this for a very long period of time. So the first thing I do is I check who needs to pay me. So a lot of times when you're running a business, specifically entrepreneurs, you have a different way of making money. You don't have a W-2 paycheck coming in all the time. So you need to check who needs to pay me and are they paying me on time? And this is a, a way for you to actually look and see, hey, did my income come in that needs to come in, my revenue come in so that I can ensure that we're getting paid on time. 
And maybe this is also sending out invoices. So if you send out invoices, this is another point in time where you can send out those invoices to ensure that you're going to get paid the next week, depending on what you have going on as well. So this is the first thing I do. Then I look at who I need to pay as well, because a lot of times you get invoices throughout the week. Instead of just stopping what you're doing and cutting off your productivity, I just do it all at the same time every single week. That way you can do it so much faster. You batch this task and it allows you to do it way faster all at the same time. And then lastly, I just look at my big picture financial situation. I look at my profit and loss statement, or you can look at a balance sheet or however else you do it. I just open up QuickBooks and look what is going on with the business right now. Am I on track? Is the business actually profitable? Um, All those different things just to make sure that I'm on track as well. So I just do this all at once, all at one point in the week, and I do it every single week. Okay. So we've got our daily, we've got our weekly Let's move to to monthly. And what I love about the the system that you're kind of building here for us is if we do the daily and we do the weekly, like every, you know, when we move out to monthly and then and then yearly, like things just they get a little bit easier, right? Because we're kind of staying on top of things. So tell us, okay, what happens on a monthly basis then? Absolutely. And what I realized is when I didn't have the daily and weekly routines, like you said, I would get to the end of the month and it would kind of be stressful for me. I would go through the process of figuring out my budget and kind of putting everything together. And then I'd be calling my wife and saying, hey, what was this transaction for? What are we doing with this type of thing? So a lot of times what would end up happening is I would just kind of get lost and then I wouldn't want to do it anymore. So doing those daily and weekly things help the monthly become so much easier easier. So every single month, the first thing I do is I meet with my wife and usually we do this over, you know, a glass of wine or something like that. And we just talk through some of our goals and how far on track are we with these goals? And this is just a really cool meeting. A lot of times for people, if you do this, it will re- it will reduce the amount of tension that you have in relationships and it will just make you it it will ensure that you're on the same page. So this is the incredible thing that we do. And what we do is we look at our spending, just make sure our spending is on track for our values. And in addition, we look at our savings rate. Our savings rate is one of the most powerful things that you can have when it comes to building wealth. And early on, it may be very difficult to have a high savings rate, but you can increase that savings rate over time. And one thing I like to do to make this painless is increase it by 1% every month or every other month until you get to the point that you're trying to get to. And so we look at our savings rate, just make sure that savings rate is on track. And then we look at our income and make sure our income is on track. And then Lastly, we just make sure we are comfortable in the situation that we are in. Maybe, for example, something happened and you had to use your emergency fund to fund something that happened to your house. Well, we'll look at that and say, hey, should we add more dollars to this emergency fund? Because I think an emergency fund is there to really reduce your stress and anxiety when situations happen in life. Um, So maybe we'll look at situations like that to make sure that we are on track to reduce that stress, reduce that anxiety. And then lastly, we'll review our investments. So we'll look at our investments, make sure our investments are on track, make sure we are doing the right things with our investments and and kind of moving forward that way. So this meeting is really, really cool and it is really helpful for both of us because in a lot of situations, especially if you are dealing with money with a partner, a lot of situations, one person is handling the money and the other person has no idea what's going on. And so having this meeting puts you both on the same page so that you can achieve those goals together. And it is so incredibly powerful. Okay. Step me back just a little bit. Tell us a little bit about savings rate. Like, How do we figure out what our savings rate is? Absolutely. So the way I do savings rate is I look at my net income, how much money I have coming in every single month. This is the amount of money that is hitting your bank account every single month. So say, for example, you make $10,000 a month as a household income. I'm just using this number because it's easy math for me. And so you make $10,000 every single month and you save $1,000 into your brokerage account. What that means is your savings rate is 10% at that point in time. Now, there was a really cool blog post that came out a long time ago by a guy named Mr. Money Mustache. And I don't know if a lot of people don't talk about him anymore, but he yeah, was- Yeah, he's great. Um, a- absolutely. Um, and he was one person that really got me into financial independence uh, very early on. And he had this really cool blog post that talked about how powerful your savings rate truly is. And he retired in his early 30s by really just saving a lot of money. And the cool thing about this blog post was 
you looked at it and said, oh my goodness, if I only save 10% of my income, I could be working for 40 years. So what you want to do is increase that savings rate to a point where you can retire when you want to retire. So that's why it's so incredibly powerful. And it's kind of the catalyst to getting to building wealth is having that savings rate in place and increasing it to the point where you need to get to. Now, a lot of times, most people, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, for example, this can seem like a truly, truly daunting task. So one thing that you can look at is finding extra ways to increase your income because you can only cut back so much. And a lot of times cutting back even further just makes you not enjoy life as much. So if you can increase your income at the same time, then you can grow what is called the gap. And the difference between your income and your expenses is the gap. And if you can grow that gap and invest those dollars into your future, what you can do is really accelerate your path to wealth and find financial freedom. And that's kind of what you really want to look at and and why your savings rate is so powerful. Okay. I love this. Like we're getting fully prepped for like the most amazing year with our goals. And I, I love that there is this system. And so, you know, my brain works a lot like your brain where it's, it's just like, okay, we've got our daily, we've got our weekly, we've got our monthly. Like it just is a way to kind of put a framework around everything that just makes it a lot easier to to do and accomplish and also to feel like you were saying a lot less stressful. So, okay, what are we doing on a yearly basis? Like is this where we're plotting vision, setting intentions? Like what kind of ha- happens when we when we zoom out and look at a year? Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards will remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Want to know the number one money question I'm asked? It's how to get started investing without being overwhelmed. So if you're asking yourself the same question, then you have to check out the Investing for Beginners podcast. The hosts, Dave and Andrew, they break down investment terms and strategies in a way you can finally understand. I love that they're making investing accessible and they have an entire podcast dedicated to helping you invest better. Even if you're not ready to start investing, they explain the stock market and financial updates so you can really understand what is being said on the news. If you're ready to learn more about investing, I'd recommend you start with two of my favorite episodes. Listener Q&A, how do you start investing with a thousand bucks, where they explain how you get started right away. And back to basics of building your portfolio, where they explain how to build a portfolio from scratch. The Investing for Beginners podcast is a great way to start expanding your relationship with money. Find Investing for Beginners podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Sure. So with your money, there's a lot of things that you can do on a yearly basis where you don't have to do this daily. You don't have to do it monthly and try to worry about that kind of stuff, but you can do it yearly to make sure that you're on track with your goals. So there are some things that we really, really like to do when it comes to our yearly goals. So I usually set this up around this, you know, around December um, and kind of look through this stuff. A lot of people I know also do it in November as well, just so they have a month ahead so that they can kind of look through some of this stuff. So one of the big things I do is I check my net worth 
on a yearly basis. I used to do it a lot more often. Now I just look at it on a yearly basis. There's a bunch of free tools that you can use out there. I like one called personal capital. There's a bunch of different ones out there. You can use a spreadsheet. Um, there's also paid tools out there that you can use as well, but just checking your net worth and making sure you're on track, which is your assets minus your liabilities so that you can see, Hey, what is my financial scorecard saying? That's what your net worth is. Truly. It's your financial scorecard. And is it increasing year over year? If it's not increasing, maybe we need to set some new goals so that we can increase that net worth every single year. The next thing I do is I look at my retirement account. So like my IRA, my Roth IRA, 401k, all those different things. And I check through to see, hey, am I close enough to my goals within these IRAs? And I also do what is called a Roth IRA conversion or a backdoor Roth IRA. So if you don't meet the income limits for a Roth IRA, I like to still get dollars into that Roth IRA. So I put those dollars into an IRA and then convert them to a Roth IRA. And if this sounds like Spanish to you, um, it can it can sound a lot easier as as you kind of look through this stuff. But um, but we do that as well because you got to do that once a year. In addition, we start to set goals for next year. So I don't usually wait um, until a lot of people wait till January or February. I start doing this in December and actually kind of thinking about it at least. And then we have that goal meeting towards the, the end of the year or early the next year, um, so that we can actually go out and achieve those goals. And then I look at my tax situation. So for me personally, um, I use a tax strategist and a CPA, um, to kind of look at my tax situation and see what's going on. So I'll have a phone call with them, but if you don't want to do that, or if you just do your own taxes, um, you can also do this by just kind of reviewing your situation and saying, Hey, are there any other deductions that I can take if I'm going to take itemized deductions, or if I'm just going to take the standard deduction, you don't have to worry about that as much, but if you're going to take itemized deductions, this is something where you can say, Hey, can I take advantage of some other deductions? Maybe you want to give more money to charity because you had extra dollars at the end of the year. Maybe there's extra things that you want to do. So just kind of thinking through your tax situation is the next thing I do. And then I do business reviews as well. Is my, are my businesses on track? Are they doing what I thought they would do? Do I need to set new goals or, um, dial it back a little bit in the next year? So that's kind of some of the stuff that we usually think through by the end of the year. And we have some other things as well, but these are the big major things that we kind of think through so that we can really achieve our goals for the next year. Cause this is just setting yourself up for the next year is having this yearly goal and making sure those big audacious three-year goals, making sure you're on track to hit those. You want to make sure that you're looking at those goals that you set throughout the year so that you can see if you can hit those big three-year goals. Ah, oh, I love it. It's great. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do all of these steps this year, I will happily report back. <laughs> uh, I can't wait yeah, to hear. I will happily it, report it, back where I'm at. Uh, but I, I love that you you do all sorts of content like this, uh, episodes on your show, the Personal Finance Podcast, and really, really great, useful information that that you know I think just makes this this big taboo kind of elephant in the room subject of money feel a lot more approachable. I'd love just to tell us a little bit about like your evolution and kind of how you decided to to start a personal finance podcast. Absolutely. So when I was really when I graduated college, I graduated making $30,000 a year. And when I did that, I realized very quickly it was very difficult to kind of progress with my money making $30,000 a year. So I was living paycheck to paycheck. And very early on, I remember going to a gas station and going to fill up my uh, car with a, with a tank of gas. And I looked at my checking account. I remember always looking at my checking account because I was always scared of how much was in there. And I opened up the app and I had no money in there to be able to fill up my entire uh, gas tank. And this made me so incredibly frustrated and so mad that I I said, I'm, this is never going to happen again. This is not going right. to happen again to me. And it was really, really frustrating. But that was like the aha moment for me. So I decided to turn everything around. And when I did this, I you know started a budget, for example. And that's why I talk about the budget so much, just because it really changed my life or as having a spending plan in place. But in addition, I did some other things as well, like starting to invest my dollars, increase my income, all of these other things. And from being completely broke at 22 to 25, I set these goals to kind of get to this point where I saved my first $100,000 at the age of 25. And I using this system, using this goal system, we did it in those three years, um, making that $30,000 a year and working to increase our income so that we could hit that point. 
And then we set bigger goals. Well, what if we can get to a millionaire? What if we can get to a million dollar net worth by 30? And we, we started to work towards that. We didn't make it to 30. This is a perfect example of failure. We did it at 32. But at the same time, it was still a big lofty goal that we set. We failed slightly, but we were okay with that because we set the big lofty goal and we still got past that at that point. And I realized very early on that I would love to share this with people. So while I was going through this journey, we started a blog um, and kind of went through that process. And the blog just had a very small small audience. But then COVID came in 2020. <laughs> and in 2020, what we did was we started the Personal Finance Podcast. And we were really excited about it, June 2020. And at the beginning, it was only my wife and my mom who would listen to the podcast. And then, you know, as the time went on, we started to have people find it and they would share it. And we kind of grew it organically. Within the first year, we had about 100,000 downloads a month. And uh, beyond that, then it just co- continued to keep growing and growing to where we are today. Um, and so it's, it's been a really fun and exciting journey. And it's been one of those things where I did not expect this at all. I love those journeys. I mean, the same thing with this show. It just kind of organically grew. And I think it's it's just awesome that there are so many different places where people can tune in and different voices and learn about all different perspectives about money because it is very complex uh, topic and there's a lot of jargon out there and I think a lot of people just feel completely overwhelmed so I love that you know you're out there and and you're giving your take on money and uh, you know I'd love that we've been able to do this like super fun crossover episode we've covered so much here I'm wondering Andrew you know if we're just We've listened to everything. We're like, okay, I just, I kind of need this summed up. Like, what are some of the key takeaways that we really need to remember about both like setting and just knocking our goals out of the park this year? Absolutely. The, the biggest key takeaway is set up a system where you can take small, actionable steps to get towards your goal. And maybe your steps are not exactly the same as mine. Maybe working on a budget every single day sounds like the worst thing in the world to you. But at the same time, figure out what steps are going to work for you day in and day out where you can actually take those small steps to get to your financial goals. Because this is the way, I'm telling you, this is the way to build, this is the step-by-step way to achieve anything that you want in life. Sometimes I will set these crazy goals and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to achieve them. And I just set these little small steps and take those steps every single day. And I'm amazed every single time I end up either getting close or hitting that goal. So it is one really cool thing that you can do is just set up these daily actions and build them out so that you can achieve these goals. Because most people, they wait for life to come to them instead of being proactive and chasing after what they really want. I'm a big fan of this money routine system. I feel like it is totally manageable. And like we were sharing in the episode, if you work on these like daily and weekly steps around your money, it just makes it so much easier when you come to monthly and yearly, right? There's not all that pressure at the end of the month to figure everything out with your money. So I really invite you in to just try this system for 30 days. See how it changes your relationship to money and your ability to, I don't know, just like really start achieving these goals. Cause I, I'm just, I'm so tired of, of having a goal and getting to the end of the year and being like, wow, I actually didn't get any closer to that goal. So I'm going to be making this change right with you. And as I mentioned, I'm going to be on Andrew's show, the personal finance podcast this week for part two of our chat. So make sure you subscribe and take a listen to that. If you want to connect with Andrew, you can find him on the Personal Finance Podcast on any podcast player, on TikTok and Instagram at MasterMoneyCo, and on his website at MasterMoney.co. He's also got a great new course called Indexed Fund Pro that he's going to be launching at the beginning of the year. So I'll have all the links to his course and all the details in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, my friend, do me a favor right now, share it with a few friends, tell them, hey, this is a great episode to help you start getting those goals achieved and a great system to help you do it. As always, I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. <music>